This time on Holy Ghost Notes. Listen to the Holy Ghost Notes. Now with the, the kids in the YouTube. I saw coffee dripping off of your microphone. It sounds pretty metal. <laughs> you sound so scared. And then I went bald. Yo! What's up? This is Matt and Tim, and you're listening to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast i almost i almost screwed that up yeah, <laughs> so you confident did. i think you and, actually uh, did screw that off. i think i did actually yeah that's all right the best part about your intro was that you sounded really like i just need to relax bring it down okay yeah. i'm relaxed and then you started and it was like <laughs> started like that you never relax i think you're actually yeah. Did the opposite. Just getting real thing. zen and then yeah completely just yeah threw me off has it been a difficult morning uh, every weekday morning is a little difficult. Okay. Um, you, you spilled know. your coffee already at least I once. I saw coffee. the one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, no, it's been it's been fine actually. Um, you know, in some cases, you know, uh, getting the kids up early and um, getting them out the door can be a hassle. But today it was actually quite, you know, it was pretty easy. The okay. kids were good today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the the big ordeal, you know, and. You know, making coffee kind of grounds me, centers me. It's a, you know, nice my pun. daily routine. That was a nice pun. Yes, yes, it was <laughs> unintentional, but <laughs> it did work out. Uh, but yeah, how are you, man? How's your morning going? Well, it's good. My uh, wife wasn't feeling great last night, so um, I we COVID tested to make sure that she was okay there. She, she was. I didn't really think it was COVID. Uh, I just kind of figured she's underslept yeah and i think that's what it is so she's actually yeah. still sleeping took care of her last night and um oh, she she, she wakes up at um thank you she wakes up at four fifty on monday and thursday mornings for the radio so she's that's on a right. local radio station called wgtl and she has to be up pretty early to get there, basically research the news, figure out what she's going to talk about in between breaks. And then mm-hmm. at six o'clock they go live. So she, she loves this job. I'm really proud of her whenever she, um, like whenever she talks about it, she, you can just see that she, she loves it. And she, yeah, she just, I don't know. She just lights up. That's and great. I, I like at times I'll be home and I'll be working and I'll just be flipping through the radio station and I'll hear my wife's voice. And be like, yeah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I actually kind of forgot that's where she is this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, so um, when you guys yeah. started dating, was uh-huh. was it like, was the conversation ever happening? Like, you know, you and I have a lot in common. You're a radio host and I'm a podcast host. We both uh-huh. talk into microphones a lot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't brag about this podcast. I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't talk about this podcast. Um, Unless people talk to me about yeah, it. Yeah, when someone's and, like, hey, I listen to your podcast. Like, really? Are uh-huh. you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there was, a good, podcast? <laughs> there was a good joke about um, about our our relationship with her being on the radio and me being in a band. I think we've talked yeah. about this before, but it's, I posted about how I'm so proud of her for being on the radio and her hard work. And <laughs> someone commented and said, geez, at least one of you guys made it on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Pinned it all the way to the top. That's it's great. true and it's funny. <laughs> so. Do you play on any radio stations at all? It, there, there's got to be like oh, an yeah. XM metal station, right? Sure, sure. There's like satellite radio. 
stations yeah, yeah. that play us. What is the one? It's, you're not um, making tons of royalties off of radio, of course, but you're you're on it. I think it's called I think it's called Liquid Liquid. I want to say it's Liquid Death or it's it's <laughs> that's one, the water. I think I, I know it is, but it just still seems like that's the name of the <laughs> radio could station. Be. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like it's it the sounds wrong pretty metal name. That's, yeah, that works. But you know they they have four hundred and. 63 listeners um <laughs> per year so it's really it's really not doing a whole lot it reminds we, me of the high school days where we get on like some college radio station and we'd be so stoked that absolutely. we were like on the radio and it's like there's a total of like 13 people that listen to this station yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking into a microphone yeah, yeah. right and exactly. you get to tell your friends you were on the radio i it's still kind yeah. of the same way whenever whenever we get press like that you know it just feels cool. like a bigger deal, even though it's it's not to your point. Like, yeah. So you know, social media is oftentimes the greatest reach, uh, but radio will always, in my opinion, radio will always be uh, a medium or a way of of broadcasting information with maybe the most efficiency mm-hmm. um, because of how immediate it is. Yeah, it's like Twitter. It's just an immediate you have the immediate ability to broadcast something to somewhere else. Yeah. I remember a story about how the, um, was it the Chicago Cubs when they won the pennant, the world series? Um, there were people outside who couldn't get in and the way that they found out and lots of other people was through radio first. Yeah. Because it's, it's so fast. Whereas with TV, Mm -hmm. you have a delay, you know, uh, like a TV delay. So I you know, thought about that. What, I've, like, that's what I found about radio, um, and I, I listened to it a decent amount growing up. My parents liked, you know, more soft rock stations, and I wasn't really into that. So I, you know. Your parents liked I got, soft rock stations? <clears throat> well, they usually put on, like, yeah, like the, yeah, like classic soft rock. You know, you'd hear, like, the Elton John and, oh, that's awesome. you know, the Cher and stuff like that. You know, so that's what we listened to a lot. Um you know, or contemporary Christian music. Uh-huh. A mix um, of both. Yeah. That's so, like, when cool. I got, you know, like, I had my, you know, stereo boombox in my room, and I would just blast CDs. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be listening to Under Oath and, like, you know, Emery and stuff like that. And when I got my car, then it was just always CDs, like, mm-hmm. never radio. Um, then um, my wife was big into radio. So she got me into, like, pop radio, which is... You know, I guess just whatever's popular. So it's not really any specific style. Right. Um, it's like top 40. And I actually started, yeah, I started kind of enjoying some of it. Um, not all of it. Um, I feel like there's certain years where the songs are actually really great. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's, like, a subpar year. It's like, ah, oh, this mm-hmm. sucks. I'm going to have to throw it off, you know. Um, but what I've found about myself is that, like, nowadays, um, I have so much ability to choose between Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, On Demand, whatever, any type of on-demand service on TV, and then any type of, like, on-demand streaming, like Spotify, I can always choose what I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. There's an endless amount of options. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's actually nice mm-hmm. to just turn on the TV and watch whatever's on TV, because mm-hmm. it takes away that, like, now I don't have to choose. I'll just yep. watch whatever's on. I or love I'll just the listen to the radio and just listen to whatever's on. Absolutely. You know, like, there's more, I, I don't know. It's been, it's kind of refreshing. It's not for me all the time, mm-hmm. but I do, I do appreciate it. I feel like it has, still has a place 
you know, and I think a lot of people probably agree with that. Absolutely. Like, I think that's why it's still surviving. They like I, the hosts of the certain times, so they want to the tune in when this person is, you know, talking. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's also sense, a big you know? part of it. I, I think for me, like you, it's, it's that it's background music. Mm. It's, it's not that it's something that I'm, I'm listening to front center. Right. Like I can be doing anything, uh, you know, mm-hmm. working, not working, cooking, cleaning, and it's just, yeah. it's just on. It's just, it's just there. On. Yep. And the other thing too is, um, like you said, the, uh, the show hosts, you kind of get to know them and you get to, yeah. you know, like what they talk about. They talk about the weather, which mm-hmm. I'm a farmer. So I realize that that might be more of an important thing in my mind throughout the week. Yeah. Right. But, um, it's it's more of a, a, uh, keeping your finger on the pulse of of your local news weather, um, just what's happening yeah. in your area, right. and I really like True. that 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 connection. Mm-hmm. You know, um, recently there was a station that moved into um, they. I guess they. I'm not exactly uh, sure how it works, but they bought a nationally subsidized station, bought a local frequency. Hmm. And they took it over. So okay, it's called 101.3. It used to be called 101.3 The Rose. And okay. after a certain day, they would play exclusively Christmas music. Hmm. Like, that's it. All day. <laughs> that's crazy. So, so you Wait, knew all year? it's getting close to Christmas, you can turn it on. No, they, wow. started, they started early. Okay. Uh, it wasn't that extreme where it was all year, but it was pretty early. And that station is no more. And what, what hmm. happened was this... Christian nationally syndicated company or station bought this frequency. Okay. Well, now there's at least two Christian stations in Lancaster County, WGTL, which <laughs> right. is where my wife works, which is mm-hmm. local. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just has to really fight to survive and, um, you know, is very listener supported. And then they are competing against this nationally syndicated station sure. with probably a lot of money. So, yeah. Even in that world, there's a lot of competition about what are you giving your listeners um, that's maybe that gives you an edge over yeah. a station that's similar, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. in the Christian CCM world. I mean, it's like, right. which station are you going to go to? You know, mm-hmm. I, I like that this station plays more, more Bethel and Hillsong and you know, well, I, I kind of like, you know, some of the older CCM. So it's like you have yeah. the, the styles. You're juggling. Them. Yeah. 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 I'm actually surprised with uh, that that WJTL hasn't been bought out yet. Mm. Because I remember listening to them like way back in the day and they Mm -hmm. were always like on top of what was current. I know. In the Christian music industry. They do a really good job. You know, like they always had the newest songs coming through and like it's hard to do that. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard to be on top of what's current. I've I've found, especially nowadays, Mm -hmm. like. You know, I'm sure they're getting some feed from from labels and stuff like that, but labels don't ultimately determine what's popular either, especially right. with you know everything going on with social media nowadays. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so. interesting. It's it it's probably weird to be, it's probably odd to be a radio DJ for so many years and then see the podcasting movement step up. Yeah. In right. the last ten years, it's like wait just, a second, this is what I've been doing, right? <laughs> yeah. And no one else was doing it. Like mm-hmm. I had to explain what it was like to, to do this, yeah. And, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I find that I find that world really interesting, partially because my wife works for a station, but also it's just it's a really cool world that she lives mm-hmm. in, and I think a lot of that's because WGTL is a really great station with yeah. some of the you know some of the best people that I've gotten to know over there. Yeah. So yeah. If you live in Lancaster County, them. check them out. It's actually ninety point three WGTL mm-hmm. is the station. So yeah, feel free to check it out. And and if you are listening early on a Monday or Thursday morning, you will hear <laughs> someone say, "Hi, I'm Annie, and this is your news." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a fun one for you guys today. Um, we came up with these topics at midnight last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, I actually had to change one of the topics because I realized we already talked about it. And that's where my <laughs> head was at. I started, like, I was like, oh, this is a really cool topic. I started going down like my thought, the road of thought, right. train of thought. And I was like, wait a second. Wait. We've definitely talked about <laughs> this before. This. <laughs> and I yep. went back, that's happened quick to scrolled me through all the episodes. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> we did this. And we hit on it pretty well. Mm-hmm. So. So we had to pivot a little bit this morning. Um, but our, uh, our drum topic today is five ways to improve your drumming. And Matt, how I'm thinking we'll do this is mm-hmm. one of us will kick it off uh-huh. and list five ways that we think will improve okay. uh, your drumming. Um, and then the other person can you know, give their five ways. Um, yeah. And I guess we can briefly explain why we think those are important. Mm-hmm. And then our faith topic today, even though I'm not sure if, I've confirmed this with you, but I'm thinking today we'll hit we'll hit on pride because surprisingly enough we've never once hit on that topic. Oh wow! And I think it's uh, I think it's pretty a pretty good one to hit on today. Yeah, the so, Bible has has a few things to say about that. So a few yeah. we probably should too. <laughs> Not much, but we'll we'll, yeah. we'll find the 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 few passages. I mean, it, that are there. it comes before the fall. We know that. I mean, I don't even know what yeah, that means, but that's what yeah. it says. So. We're gonna explore it today. That's all I know. <laughs> so, uh, who wants to kick off the drum topic? You want me to go, and then you sound you sound kind of cocky when you say that. Can you? Can you I'm, humble I'm yourself? Trying a to bit? set up the pride topic, man. Okay. That's yeah. that's my goal here. Well, how about you go first and um <laughs> we'll see how you do. Okay. And then if see you if do compares. well, then comparison. It's okay if you're prideful. Okay. Yeah. There's is there a thing is such a thing as justified pride? Well, it's confidence, I think. Confidence. You know, backed yeah. by ability. Yeah. Right. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't buy that at all. Right. Your face. You literally just became the coffee you spilled and just you just started dripping away. <laughs> Which by the way, when you did that, um I saw coffee dripping off of your microphone afterwards. <laughs> it's, so, a, it's so bad. If at any point you stop hearing Tim's voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been caffeinated. It's overly. been caffeinated. <laughs> and that it's is so the funny cover too. of this episode, just it, dripping coffee. Yeah, right. My, my fr- shout out to my, my, my friend Tim Traver. Uh, but when we were growing up, we, was, we were always recording. And he had some real expensive equipment on this big table. And I would always put my drink on this table <laughs> because I was sitting there recording. And he had this rule, no drinks by the equipment uh-huh. like he's like i don't care how careful you are there's just a very good chance that it's going to get spilled all over this expensive equipment and i just would i wasn't trying to be like a jerk but i would always just forget and put my cup on this table because i'm mm-hmm. standing there recording and i have a cup in my hand and i'm gonna put it down right so anyway long story short um this is a case in point of what can happen 
when you're drinking <laughs> anything next Told to you so. expensive equipment. So mm. shout out to you, Tim. You were right all along. Yeah. All right. Five ways to improve your drumming. Now, this was really hard for me to narrow down five ways. In fact, I think this could probably take up the entire like hour, hour and a half that we typically talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these might come uh, that might just be obvious to you all, but I, I felt like I wanted to talk about something that is relevant to a drummer at any point in their drumming life cycle. So whether you're a beginner or advanced, these are all things that we should be keeping in mind no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. So um, first, and, and these are these are specific to me. I try not to like just generalize things that every single drum teacher or influencer will say because mm-hmm. these are things that I feel like have really helped me out and something that I will always try to keep in mind no matter where I am mm-hmm. and how good I am as a drummer. So first thing is uh, practice to different styles of music. Mm. Practice to lots of different music. Um, it's really easy to... Uh, say that I'm this type of drummer. I'm a rock drummer. I'm a punk drummer. I'm a metal drummer. I'm a jazz drummer. It's really easy to like pigeonhole a style that you're in. But what ultimately happens is you end up sounding like like you actually have trouble differentiating yourself mm-hmm. from any drummers in that genre, which especially nowadays with the uh, sea of drummers that are out there, um, you know, this is something that's really important. You need to be able to pull different elements, different fills, different mm-hmm. structures from other styles of music. And I can't say enough how this has helped me. Like, just just being, um, just having an eclectic taste in music has helped me so much. But taking it that next step and actually trying to play these different styles of music, even like last episode, I mentioned my distaste for most country music. Mm-hmm. But even if I sit down, and I have done this, I've, if I sit down and try to play to country, this drumming style that for so long has been unimpressive to me, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I, I gain respect for it because I try to play it and I'm like, man, this is like actually mm-hmm. quite difficult because I'm not used to playing this way. Like, yeah, this playing is, it versus it, listening to it. Exactly, exactly. So, so it's been interesting... Um, for me as a drummer, even like there's, I guess there's really no, there's nothing new under the sun, but there's some styles that are incorporating, um, like for instance, pop punk nowadays is not the pop punk it was in the nineties, um, by any means it's bringing in like, you know, like these house elements Mm -hmm. and like hip hop elements. And these are styles that I never would have gravitated towards, Mm -hmm. but now I'm trying to play these songs that are like doing things. I mean, I know we always bring up Travis Barker, but he's a great example of someone who really stretched me as a drummer mm. because I was into his pop punk music. Right. And then all of a sudden he starts to cover these rap artists. And I can't tell you how many times I watched like the Soldier Boy cover on mm-hmm. YouTube that Travis Barker did. Yep. And that just like stretched my mind. It was like, wow, like he is he's playing Travis Barker mm-hmm. drumming. But it's a completely different style of music, and it works, mm-hmm. and it's cool. So, so my first recommendation is practice the different styles of music. So my my first, uh, I guess this will be the second 
of the list of five, but um, yeah, it is. I can't just brush over a word, even though it was the same word as you. Practice. It mm. it has to be the first um, thing that I say because, you know, if we're really going to be talking about this honestly, then we have to look back at what got us to where we are today. And mm-hmm. I look back on my my beginner days. I look back on my early 20s and I look back in the last five years in my 30s and I'm like what's the one thing what's the one piece of thread that binds it all together it's practice yeah absolutely mm-hmm. the way I the way that I would would argue that point too even though I don't I don't really know that it needs to be argued but think about think about removing everything but one thing from um, you being a good drummer and I think the only thing that you, you can't remove is practice, actually Correct. doing the thing. Correct. And the second point would be if you look at any sport or any ability or talent or skill that anyone has ever had, they have had to at, at some point practiced it. That's right. They might not mm-hmm. have had to do Put anything else than that. So mm-hmm. number one, practice, plain and simple. Yeah, that's, uh, that's sorry, true. Number two practice yeah well i would switch it number one practice that's most important (laughs) it's funny though because a few of mine actually have practice as the beginning so it starts with practice yeah practice this way is kind of where i'm Uh coming from because spoiler alert we have five bullet points we've covered two that they will all have something to do with practice (laughs) (laughs) pretty much pretty much um so the other the my my second one or i guess in this case our third bullet Mm -hmm. point um is practice to a click and record yourself to a click. Hmm. So the reason I'm adding the record piece is because That's it's a great, great to listen back. Great to listen. Well, it's great to put yourself under pressure when you're recording all of a sudden, like we've Absolutely. talked about before, that red light syndrome comes on and you play differently. And it's great to go back and analyze how you played to that click so that you can figure out, are you in front of the click? Are you behind the click? And figure out, you know where to improve from there but practicing to a click is going to especially nowadays like i don't know of any band <laughs> that mm-hmm. that doesn't have the requirement of mm-hmm. needs to be able to play to a click live. i agree like it's <laughs> like just... they might not play live to a click like kill switch mm-hmm. uh, their drummer justin foley is so much of a metronome he doesn't need to play yeah to a click and it really works for their sound they're more of like a punk rock mentality with a tight metal performance. Right. Mm-hmm. Wild. Um, but they record to a click for sure because yep. I, I know Adam D's recorded them and he yeah he needs that that grid. You're gonna need yeah you're gonna need to have the ability that's, to play to a click. That's a great piece of advice. Practice to a click, <clears throat> record to a click, and listen to yourself playing to that click, or mm-hmm. at least. Or at least just look at your screen and see yeah. how your parts fall in line. See that, how the grid lines up. Yeah, that is eye-opening. And our next topic yeah. is pride. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll that'll, that'll help you <laughs> yeah, for sure. And if you don't have access to like a Pro Tools or anything, you can still there's there are some free metronome apps. Though I wouldn't recommend them. There are some free metronome apps that you can download on your phone. There are some cheap metronome apps like sub five dollars that you can purchase that will actually keep time you would recommend well the on your free phone. metronome app the no. one that everybody has which one is it uh i can't pull it up because i'm i'm doing this but, okay um, so when i was l- looking for metronome apps there were lots of free ones uh-huh. but 
most of them had lag issues or would skip or there were just like and there was no developmental team there to on your fix phone bugs or and stuff on, like that. on my phone okay yeah on my phone yeah, there's a good metronome app for, i have tempo uh, iphone tempo i have tempo and it cost me i think like three bucks or four bucks or something like that Sheep. but it's fantastic it's really okay. good and you can you can change all your time signatures really easy you can put set lists together if you want to put a set list together like it's a really cool set it's list. a really cool app what do you mean by like, that? Like, yo, so for instance, if you were going to play a show yeah. and you didn't have like Ableton or Pro Tools or some way to actually put a click track together for your live set yeah, that you were going to play to, you could so actually put a set list together. You could build a, a set tempo list. Map. Oh. Precisely. Yep. Oh, okay. No, not, yeah. not that you're like labeling the different blocks, but maybe you can do that. I don't know. Yeah. It, well, you could set, basically you're saving BPMs and time signatures. Right. Over the course of a certain, you know, and you can have it switch at a certain timestamp. Oh wow! You know, things like that, and then you can put it into a set list. That's so that you very just, cool. You know, yeah. So it's pretty cool, and it's really accurate. Um, I've put it up against Pro Tools. I put it up against, you know, music, and it and it works huh. really well. And it's only like a few bucks. Um, but like you said, if there's a free metronome app that everyone raves about you know uh, hey, it's free there's a free Grab one that's it. popular and it's free because there's certain things you can't do unless you pay it's one of those mm, gotcha okay. what what's the technical business term for something like that where you it's 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 smart you can download this thing and use it mm -hmm. but then there's certain things that eventually the subscription services yeah i don't want. know actually what that would be called um but it is it is the model that a lot of people are following now because the free element gets people in the door Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have their attention to market your other capabilities. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, it's a tactic I use often. And they get familiar. <laughs> they get familiar with it. So it's just yeah. like, oh, I feel I feel comfortable with this. I know yeah. how to use it. This will be an easy transition for me to buy this thing yeah. for five dollars. It's a basically month. the trial period of the '90s. You know, where right. you got the CD-ROM trial, and then if you liked the game or whatever, you could purchase the full version. That's true. It's pretty much the exact same concept just in <laughs> that's true today's form but yeah okay. but i would 100% recommend incorporating a click into your practice that is extremely healthy mm -hmm. okay number three what's what what you got number three um find number four number two for you number four oh that's correct total. number four yes. i'm sorry um yeah. can't count but i'm a drummer um <laughs> find musicians to play with I go back to being 17 and meeting John Hershey. And John Hershey would go on to become our vocalist. But he was someone who was wearing a band t-shirt. I liked the band, started talking to him, met a couple other people through him. And all of a sudden, we were playing what was Norma Jean before Norma Jean, Ludacris, Evergreen Terrace, their cover of a Depeche Mode song. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Who is the third band? Oh, Poison the Well. Nerdy. Oh, cool. Wow. And we were just starting to learn these songs together. I could hardly play drums. JB really, I think, would say he really couldn't play guitar. Um, Brent had been playing guitar a little while. Jordan was playing bass, and we were off to the races. And that, that's when it really accelerated me. And the reason mm. that it will accelerate you is because you're now listening to other people playing music in the room with you. Yeah. Number two... If you have band practice every Wednesday and Friday night, you know you have band practice every Wednesday and Friday night. And that means every Tuesday and Thursday, you're like, 
I got to sit down and work on this stuff because they're coming mm-hmm. over tomorrow night. Yeah. So the pressure point that we talk about a lot, the pressure cooker. Um, and, and then, I don't know, just to keep tacking on numbers here, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so fun to sit yeah. in a room and just jam and play music with people. Yeah. I think it's just as fun, sometimes even more fun than playing a, a show. Uh, mm-hmm. We play a lot of shows. We perform a lot. And there's a certain level of fun there, but it's, it's always... Um, it's very fun, but it's also it's also for something. There's a purpose. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's not just to have fun. It, yeah. it needs to be, to sound good. You need to play well. There's people watching you. When you're jamming, you're just you're literally just playing for fun. There is no right. other purpose. And I think that that's a very distinguishing factor about it. Find people to play yeah. with. Mm-hmm. It will make you yeah. better, and it will make you play your instrument longer than mm-hmm. if you're just always playing by yourself. Yeah, that was that was next on my list as well. Oh, was it really? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, there's nothing like it, and like you mentioned, like the the when you're practicing, um, yes, it's 100% fun. But like honing your craft with other people just means so much more. Like. Yeah. For one thing, it gives you a reason to do it. Like you mentioned, there's that motivation. You almost have um, there's there's now commitment. If you're in a band with with other people, or you're committing to do something with these other people, there's now there there are people relying on you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let them down, and that that sometimes, at least for me, is is motivation to really work on your parts, hone your craft, get better. And I cut my teeth in those days when mm-hmm. I was with bands. I know. Um, and some of the most challenging things I've done have been because of a performance with other musicians or, Mm -hmm. you know, just knowing I have to, I have to have it together. Like I can't be the one showing up and, (laughs) you know, forgetting parts. Like I've got to, I've got to get it down. So it's really good for, for getting better. It's also just really good in general. Like I'm glad that I had the opportunity to play with musicians early on in life Mm -hmm. because I know there's a lot of people who are older and have never played with musicians. And I feel like it's much harder at a certain point in life to actually um, collaborate mm-hmm. and work together and like you're so set in how you yeah. do a certain thing by yourself oh, absolutely. that as soon as someone steps in and starts to say well can you do this differently it's like it, it's harder to take that and mm-hmm. I was young so when I had other people saying like do this differently it was like okay cool let's do it you know mm-hmm. it was just very different um, so yeah 100% that's, find other musicians to play with and it'll, that's it'll true definitely even, make you a better musician. That's true even with ABR. Like some of the guys haven't, haven't um, uh, like we haven't jammed in a long time. And so mm-hmm. for us to get together and jam again, would would it wouldn't feel natural right away, that's for sure. Even though we used to yeah. do it, it's been at least, you know, 12 years since we've done that. So if, wow. if, if you're playing together frequently with, you know, musicians, it's, it's only going to make you... It's only going to make your skill set more valuable and um, yep. a dynamic, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's more of a dynamic feature of your musicianship. Yep. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then I don't know if this would, uh, this is number five, I guess number three for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think this is very important and it can kind of be brought into all of the other points that we've made, but have fun. Mm hmm. If you're not having fun, you are not going to be doing it for very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you improve? 
you have fun with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure that you're having fun. Make sure you're incorporating fun elements to your playing. It shouldn't all just be work and commitment. And, mm-hmm. you know, it sh- there's got to be that fun aspect. We've talked about it before. Matt's, uh, Matt's philosophy is uh, smile, suck, shred, mm-hmm. which is, you know, more or less you, when you sit down at the kit, you smile. Mm-hmm. You get started off on the right foot. You suck for a while. You play things that you can't play very well, and you, you know, try to hone your skills and, and learn and, and improve, and then you shred. Mm-hmm. You play the things that you're confident in, and you just have fun with it. And mm-hmm. that's how you end off your practice time, and that's what ultimately is going to get you back on the kit afterwards, that's right? That's right. So have fun. That's my that's our I like that. fifth point uh, mm-hmm. and my third point. I don't know if we want to list some honorable mentions. I think um, I think that you should mention your four and five, but I think – an interesting thing to do would be for us to look at mistakes hmm. or things that we shouldn't have done through the years on drums. Yeah. Like what are some, some pitfalls? What are some distractions? Uh, I was initially thinking, let's look around at the drumming community and be like, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. But I think it's better to just look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll make for a more interesting conversation. Yeah. That's true. So analysis, mm-hmm. I guess, right. would be yeah, analyzing your playing, and I think that also works well with. Uh, this wasn't a point that I had written down, but I th- I was thinking about it like um, watching other drummers mm-hmm. and analyzing other drummers. Um, I know for me, like I went to a lot of shows growing up, and that really helped that that helped inspire me to play. Mm-hmm. But I also was able to take certain things about like their kit set up like oh that guy has his symbols really high i mm-hmm. want to do that too and then i messed around with that realized it's terrible but mm-hmm. <laughs> for me at least <laughs> um or you know that guy has his his uh you know he has a floor tom here and a floor tom here i want to try that like mm-hmm. i want to do this symmetrical look you know and so like and now with the youtube um capabilities like <laughs> sound so old there for a second with the youtube yeah, <laughs> yeah. with the because you didn't get the capabilities right <laughs> <Yeah>. away <laughs> now with the youtube now with the, the kids in the youtube uh, <laughs> oh <my> yeah <laughs> now with youtube and the capabilities that you do say it has, the other way tim yeah say yeah, it the, the other way. way now with the youtube uh you guys can actually find like an endless supply of drummers to watch and and analyze um and it's pretty cool there's lots that i would recommend watching but ultimately you find go go on youtube and just find some drummers that you like um, tim can we do really some analysis me. of our own right now <laughs> sure okay do you do you still like doing this podcast with me yes yeah i do okay uh-huh do you still like doing the podcast <laughs> You sound so scared. <laughs> it makes it makes you it makes you laugh at least, right? <laughs> oh, that's I don't funny. know why I'm, my phone is going off. I just did. You, sorry, this is like a total tangent, but uh-huh. my phone keeps beeping, so I apologize. This it, it's silenced right now, so I don't know why it's going off. But I updated to iOS 16 last night, and I have a feeling that has something to do. Is with it your it. computer or your telephone? It's my phone. It's my phone. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm recording video on my phone right now. Uh-huh. And uh, and it's you know I'm in yeah. a group chat and it's going off so uh-huh. I already tur- I silenced those. it I have to mute it really what I should be doing chat. is I I really should be like t- going on airplane mode turning off Wi-Fi 
you know, and I think I did. I might I might not have turned off Wi-Fi, so I'm probably getting like group message, iMessage chats. That's what I do. And I can't silence my phone. <clears throat> I do that. Every I normally time. do. I'm usually pretty good at it today. <laughs> not today. Spill All right. Coffee on myself. So I'm gonna see if I can list yeah. these. One, two, three, four, five. One. Yeah. Practice other genres in music. Number two, mm-hmm. practice. Number three. Play to a click, record to a click, practice to a click, listen back to a click. Mm-hmm. Number four, play with other musicians. Yep. And I would even say analyze or use analysis to figure out what you've done wrong or what other people have done wrong. Learn from that. Mm-hmm. And number five, have fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's great. That's a good, that's a good list. I like that a lot. I like the list. I think I like the list because I um, I don't think there's a ton of fluff potential in there. I think yeah. it's it's gonna it's gonna lead you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. It 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 has for me honestly. It, those mm-hmm. five would be the five, at least of the five in the top ten of things. But definitely practice. Yes. Yeah. You, yep. you have yep. to practice. Mm-hmm. And just so you guys know, we did not coordinate this ahead of time i'm sure matt made a mental list i kind of made a mental list and this is where we ended up and i think mm-hmm. it's solid mm-hmm. i do for too for sure so five okay. ways to improve your drumming are they the top five i don't know but they're definitely up there mm-hmm. top 10 these all would would be in my top 10 for sure yep that's what i think too all right faith topic <clears throat> our faith topic today yes. is pride and um this is an important topic. I'm really surprised we've never covered this. I couldn't believe it, actually. Huh. <laughs> I was I looked through every single episode that we've done just to see if I like maybe forgot that we talked about it. We've never hit pride. We've probably touched on it mm-hmm. within certain other related topics, but mm-hmm. we've never hit on pride head on. Mm-hmm. So Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's so talk we about are. it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to head this off? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Um, so, growing up, um, for whatever reason, humility or being humble took precedence in my mind to the point where I was actively trying to be humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Like bragging about being humble, basically, <laughs> like is where I was at, you know? I didn't understand it. I just knew that it was important. Um, you know, there's all these phrases when you grow up in the church about, you know, character traits that you should have. But what's often left out in, that, in those phrases or in those conversations is what it actually takes to, to build character traits. <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. just, you're just like, oh, I like that character trait. Mm-hmm. Pick it off the shelf, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you have yeah. it. There you like go. The like the gifts I, of I'm, the, you know, like the gifts of the spirit. <laughs> right. Like you go you're down just, through the list and you're just <laughs> yeah. picking them off one, of a tree. Put it in the, yeah. It doesn't work that way. Like character is built through difficulty. You know, mm-hmm. it's built through life, like living life. So you are not going to be at the place Like, so there are some younger people who are more mature than a lot of older people. I see Mm -hmm. it all the time. Mm -hmm. But, um, but you don't necessarily just have character. You don't just start with 
character. You have to build character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so humility was something that when I was younger, I just, I like that. I'm going to make that a part of me. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to be humble. Mm. <laughs> but, but by definition, that's not how it works, right? <laughs> um, so I've found things about myself, and even it was funny, like, <laughs> I sometimes I can't actually listen back to this podcast sometimes because the way that I say things and approach things <laughs> sometimes just comes off so pretentious and so <laughs> arrogant. Like I, and I apologize to everyone listening because I don't mean to come across that way, but, but even like my wife was listening, she's like, man, I had to turn this one episode off because you were just, you just came across so arrogant in uh-huh. this episode. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I know I do that. Like it's, it's something that I do, um, and <laughs> like I, so at some point I I drove the humility train down to a point where it was actually like just just beating up on myself, mm-hmm. like I just like tore myself down, mm-hmm. like I you know I'd build up and then I'd be like nope, knock the knock the steps out from under me, um, and and that was a dangerous path to go down because I basically just started thinking very poorly of myself. Like anytime I would do something, I would like it was like the the that picture of like whipping yourself mm-hmm. whenever you do something wrong. Like you have right. to be punished for this, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was the place that I was in, you know, to a detriment to myself. Um, and, and at some point I made the switch where, well, and it's funny cause you hit on this at the beginning. Uh, but like, I'm just going to be confident. It's not pride. Mm-hmm. I'm confident. So, you know, I'm just confident in myself. That's what it is. But sometimes that becomes, pride it becomes arrogance Mm -hmm. especially once you start like um like in business i'll just take this approach with business you know you have to you have to show off like if you want that raise Mm -hmm. you got to put together a list of the things that you did right Mm -hmm. and you got to look as good as possible Mm -hmm. when you're interviewing for a job same thing you know and my and the job before the job i have now i was in um i was in staffing so i was a recruiter finding people um, who fit a certain job description and then uh, sending them to an employer. And I was like the middleman and I'd get a cut of their, you know, their pay basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my job for three years. And I learned how to BS my way through knowing what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I would read a job description, have no idea what it was, Mm -hmm. but I would write down a list of elements and I had to interview people and determine whether these qualified people were qualified for the mm-hmm. role that I'm hiring for. And I had to pretend I knew what I was talking about. I had to ask these questions. And then I basically was so good at BSing that I started learning how to pick out when these consultants were trying to BS me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was my job. Just mm-hmm. total BS was my job. Um, and <laughs> and I had to come across confident and like I had to just basically you know, yeah, BS my way through my career. It's <laughs> just all mm-hmm. total BS. Um, but now here I am, you know, in a job that I actually love with, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, it's just a different atmosphere, but I still find myself like you have to, uh, you have to list your accolades to build trust with clients. You mm-hmm. have to make sure that they are confident in your abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even like selling new new business, like you have to you have to brag, you mm-hmm. know. So for me, I, I am constantly forced to basically be confident, be mm-hmm. uh, boast in my abilities, boast in my company's abilities, like 
you know, talk the talk, walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And, and I find that working its way into other aspects of my life just because it's become second nature to do that now. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so, so even on this podcast, when I'm talking about things that I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm still presenting them in a way Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I know what I'm talking about because Mm -hmm. I'm so used to doing that. That's what I've learned to do. It's why I do my job as well as I do. Mm -hmm. See, here I go again. There you go again. Um, (laughs) Here I go again. So now hold on, if I can interject here, because I'm a sounding board for you right now. And I think, I think you're, I think you're onto something because of your ability to just talk about your experience, right? It's nothing, it's nothing more or less than that. Right. There is an importance to doing what you're doing. It's called Mm -hmm. walking like, you know, yeah. And I think that it's a problem that um, the church or Christians or people in general who have this thing, this false humility or this Mm -hmm. idea of not really knowing how to be confident without being prideful, they don't know how to do this thing. And this thing's actually pretty important for making it through life. The reason it's important is because life is brutal. Mm -hmm. You cannot walk around with your head down just so that you have the appearance of someone who's not cocky. No way. Mm-hmm. You right. have to walk make around. You, it doesn't make you not prideful either. It, it doesn't. <laughs> just because you're trying to display it that way. That's exactly That's just right. It's, it's such a disservice it's, yeah, to inauthentic. who you are and who and who God made you to be, mm-hmm. who you yeah. can be, your potential. And, the, and so I think um, to your point about all of this, like you are good at your job. Mm-hmm. And it's important that you know you're good at your job and you're confident in your abilities. That's the essence of um, direction in your life. You know where you're going because of your ability and you're confident to get there. And Mm -hmm. at times, I don't know what I'm doing, right? Walk (laughs) like you know. Just walk, 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 keep walking, keep walking. You could argue that's a little bit like faith. You're Mm -hmm. not really sure because the room's dark and you're just walking with your hands out. I know I'm going to get to that wall eventually. There it is. Okay. Could you see? How did you get here? I don't know. I, I just I just kept going. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? So. I love that picture. When I'm walking in Europe on tour into a stadium where there's motocross sounds coming from it, and I'm like, I want to go in there and see what's going on. I have my tour pass, which looks probably nothing like the Supercross tour pass, and I walked, like I knew, right past the guards. Like, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I make it into the pit, and now I'm talking to Justin Barsha, Bam Bam Barsha, and now I'm sitting with his family watching the race. How did I get there? Would I have gotten there with my head hung? Absolutely not. No. It's a picture, it's a metaphor, it's an image that I think is indicative of, of what you're talking about, which is you have the ability to do something, but that doesn't mean you're always going to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It just means you have some of the tools, have some confidence to get there. So continue right. on with that in mind. Yeah. I, yeah. I felt like you were like, oh, I'm not really sure. I want to keep going yeah. down here. You're, <laughs> well, well, it's my, the right what, direction. Where I'm going is, is just that it's a slippery slope. There's a, there's a gray area, mm-hmm. and it's very hard for us to determine. And I love that you brought it up as you know, this false humility seems to be a trend in the church. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately where I went at, where where I want to end up here is where are your where where is your confidence pulled from? Mm-hmm. Where are we pulling our confidence from? Who is our confidence in? Is it in ourselves because ultimately that's not going to take us very far. <laughs> right. Um 
from the faith standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for me, my confidence isn't even in myself when it comes to my job. My confidence is, is in my team. Mm-hmm. It's in my company, my company's abilities to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm confident in myself to be able to get my job done. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it comes to something that one of my team members does, right. my confidence falls on them. Mm-hmm. It's no longer my abilities, it's theirs. So <laughs> with that being said, um, I fully admit that this is something I struggle with. And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, please know that this is just, we're just having a conversation here. We're just talking. We came up with this topic this morning mm-hmm. and we're just talking about it. And this is something real in our lives. We all deal with pride. And if you don't, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're like, eh, I don't really, I don't really struggle. If you with don't, I, you do. <laughs> well, the Holy you're Ghost probably notes. the person who needs it the most. You want some <laughs> profundity in your life? Listen to the Holy Ghost notes. If you don't, yeah. you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, so I love that. So here's where I want to go with this. I, I talked a little bit about, you know, my, my professional lifestyle. Uh, Matt, I love that picture of like, you wouldn't get certain places if you didn't approach it with confidence. And that is 100%. Like you're going to stick out with like a sore thumb if, if you look like you don't belong somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I see that all the time in, in my work. You know, if, if I don't act like I belong, I have a gala event on Thursday night that I have to go to mm. with, you know, fine mm, wines, cocktail hours, big dinner. I have to go there and I oh have to schmooze. I have to talk to clients. I have to try to sell my services. That's, you know, that's this Thursday I have to go to this. Um, I really only wear suits to weddings mm-hmm. <laughs> and to networking events. <laughs> if you see me right now, I am wearing... Uh, like joggers and a v-neck t-shirt that's pretty much my attire every single day mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i wear every single day um and if i'm not wearing joggers i'm wearing gym shorts <laughs> like it's one or the other uh so so this is not who i am but if i were to show up to this gala event in joggers and a v-neck i would get i would get thrown out of the place Mm-hmm. I would I would obviously not belong and I would lose confidence with every single person there. So I'm going to show up in a suit mm-hmm. and I'm going to walk the walk. I'm going to talk the talk and hopefully set up, you know, 2023 for my company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? like, <laughs> that's that's the goal. Right. That's that's why I'm doing this. But, you know, but the slippery slope happens, I think, again, is from from where we're drawing our confidence from. I think being confident is important mm-hmm. uh, from a professional standpoint, just from a life standpoint. If you're not confident in what you're doing, it's going to show mm-hmm. and it's going to affect how you do it. With drumming, if you're not confident in your playing, people will notice and mm-hmm. you're going to falter and you're going to lose even more confidence in yourself if you don't approach the kit with confidence. Um, so from a life standpoint, like we need confidence. So where is that, where is that line where where's that slippery slope begin <laughs> where we are overconfident where we are mm-hmm. so confident that it becomes arrogance and pride okay. i think it's it's when we're pulling like when we are not attributing uh when we're not giving credit where credit is due mm-hmm. i should say when we're taking credit for things that we don't deserve credit for 
So for instance, mm. if I were to, so from the professional standpoint, like I mentioned, I am confident in my team's abilities. Now, if I was taking credit for what my team did, I think that's where it becomes pride. Hmm. If I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I did, I did a really good, good job. You know, thank you for saying that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. Like, I did a good job. Then it's pride. It's no longer confidence. Mm-hmm. And I'm now taking credit for work that my team did. And I am, you know, it's just there's a shift. Well, to your right? point, too, if, if you're not to take credit for something that you didn't do, mm-hmm. and you believe in the Christian sense that God gave you the abilities you have and God made That's you. That's where I'm going. Right. Mm-hmm. So it aligns with your point completely. Yeah. So if our confidence comes from ourselves, if we're taking credit for things as if we actually had anything to do with it, mm-hmm. that's that's where we start to screw mm-hmm. up. That's like, so you said at the beginning, pride, pride comes before a fall. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> like... <laughs> When you're so when you're so overconfident that you start mm-hmm. to do things that you actually have no business doing those things, that's when you're going to trip and fall. Look at it this way too. You like you're talking about BSing, 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 right? Mm-hmm. I see this person who's just like like his feet are on the ground. Okay, so just just yeah. follow me here. His feet are on the ground, and all of a sudden he's levitating a little bit, mm-hmm. and he thinks he's standing on a rock, but it's like it's like it's actual like sand. Yeah. That is under his feet and it just, it keeps going. It keeps going. And now he's higher, 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 higher. So he really is, is up here now. He's 10 feet in the air. He's looking yeah. down. He's like, look at me. Right. The only way you can fall is if you're, if, is if you, the only way you can fall is if you are elevated above the ground. Mm. Otherwise right. you're just, you're just toppling over. Yeah. So he's elevated. He or she is elevated because of, their confidence in things that they sh- that don't deserve that kind of confidence. Sand, it's not a firm foundation. All of a sudden, the water comes Correct. and just yeah. washes it away, and now they smack their head on the floor. And in my mind, this is what happens to a lot of people, and it's a slow frog in the kettle kind of thing, where mm. it's days, weeks, months, years of this, and all of a sudden, everything comes crashing down, and they're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Why did this happen to me? Yeah. Whether it's um, your business, whether it's your marriage, whether it's um, your relationships, it, you you start to build your life around yourself instead of looking out and elevating other people. That's what pride mm-hmm. does. It causes yeah. you to think so much more about yourself because you're constantly thinking, look at what I've done. Mm. And the point of humility, which is the opposite of pride, is... I can't take credit for this. Look who gets the credit here. Yeah. Right? Which puts your perspective out towards other people and elevates them instead mm-hmm. of yourself. So now you're not 10 feet above the ground about to topple over. You're standing firm and you're actually elevating other people. Right. Yep. And I think that's that's where the line is drawn. Who's getting the credit here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is it deserved? Do you think yeah. that you do a good job of this? Like not even in your workplace, but that's let's say you walk in the front door and you and your wife are talking and you you talk about your day. Right? You're like I did this and mm-hmm. this and this. I made the, yeah, I made the company this much money 
or you come up yeah. from the practice space and you're like, I just played this song, recorded this thing. You know how hard it was, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do you do you think you do a good job of knowing the balance between talking about yourself and what your abilities are and instead using that brain power to say, hey, honey, or hey, kids, how was your day? What can I help you with? Mm-hmm. Wow, you're really good at that. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good question. I think it's, it really depends on the day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause so I, one thing I recognize is that there is nothing like building someone else up. Mm-hmm. Like I love giving someone credit and like showing them off, yeah. you know, especially like from like in my company, like if someone knocks it out of the park, does a great job with something, I am going to tell everybody. Really? Say, check out what this person did. Like, this is so good. That's cool. And this person did it. I had nothing to do with this. This person did it. It's amazing. Great job. You know, that's something that I love doing because there's, it's just such a good feeling. It's it's selfish of me actually to do it because it's so such a good feeling to do that. For you. It's uh, a good for feeling me. for you. Yeah. yeah. It's a great feeling for me. Um, I am definitely a selfish person at times. And I find myself, like like, some people are very good at asking how I'm doing. Hmm. This isn't necessarily within my family. I mean, my family, like Julianne's great at asking me how I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I'm not talking necessarily in my family. In my family, I'm very interested, very invested in yeah. how their days went, what they did, you know, so that I'm good at that. With other people, sometimes I'll find that, we'll, you know, we'll be sitting in a conversation and then um, I'm the type of person that likes to talk, if you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if someone, <laughs> if someone opens up the door and it's like, hey, man, how was your day? How are you doing? Sometimes I'll spend the whole conversation <laughs> talking about myself because I'm, I'm an honest person and I just, mm-hmm. you know, I go. I, sometimes I do embellish a little bit. I'll say that. Like if I'm taking credit for something, I'll make it sound a little bit better than it probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm guilty of that for sure. Um, but sometimes I just I realize that I don't. Um, hold on a sec. <clears throat> Getting a call. Stupid mm. phone not mm-hmm. on Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll 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 uh, I'll just find myself like not getting the opportunity to ask that person, "Hey, how are you? Right? How's your day going? Mm-hmm. You know?" And it's not because I don't care enough or don't want to know. It's just I I we never get there, mm-hmm. and then it's like oh, and then I leave that conversation, and be like, man, I never I never ask them how they're doing. Like mm-hmm. they. That. And sometimes that's just the person this. you're talking to, right? It's you know sometimes they just don't they they're listeners, right? They thrive off of hearing what you got to say instead of and, sharing. And I thrive off of sharing, mm-hmm. but but sometimes like I also want to be the listener. I also want to be the person that's there for them, you mm-hmm. know. And so I walk away from that conversation, and be like, damn, I mm-hmm. really should have asked them how yep. they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> at least you, know, you have that a lot. thought. That's good. I I think in in it's sort of starting to wrap this which I think we can continue with pride part two um, because this is a big topic. I was just talking to someone yesterday who wanted to see if I was interested in helping them out with promoting um, sort of a a mental health, spiritual health company. And, and And what they were looking for was like, can you talk about your experience or can you talk about the benefits of something like this? And I, I, I responded, I just said, I, I don't think I'm the right man for this job because, um, well, and they responded, well, why not? I said, because I would rather not go down that road from my public profile. There mm. are certain things I can be personal about on there and uh, that's okay, but I would rather keep it more so top of the surface stuff. 
Because yeah. there's a lot of terrible human beings who will use what you share as ammunition That's against true. you. And mm-hmm. then also, it's not all that helpful to me to just broadcast this broad stroke of information to everybody when I'd much rather just have a one-on-one, even if it's a direct message conversation, which happens mm. somewhat frequently with yeah. someone. So anyway, this happened. And then he was asking me, well, like, tell me more about this. And I said, I think that my approach now is I look back at the past two years and I think people have been giving too much attention. I think people have been told too many times and too often that what they have to say is important and that they matter and that they are appreciated and that we love them and that you deserve this and this and this and this and this and this. I mean, there has been no shortage of that over the last two years. And I think what it's done is actually destructive, much like what Michael would talk about uh, as it pertains to veterans, where we're constantly saying, thank you for your service, free handout, free handout, hmm. you know, medication, whatever you need, money. And all of a sudden, you have no idea who you are anymore because you're not having to work on that. Hmm. You're not having to work for anything. Everything is just sort of handed to you, and you can, you can pick and choose. I think I, I think I need some of that. Like you were saying, I'll just pick that fruit off the tree. Oh, what about mm-hmm. this? What about this? What about this one? There's no challenge. Yeah. There's no work. There's no, no blood, building. sweat, and tears. Yeah. There's no character building. And I think, and so my response was, I, I actually don't think this is what people need mm. to hear about on social media. I don't think people need to hear about a way for them to take care of their whatever it might be. I think actually people do have problems with any variety of different things and yes, they need help, but I think the answer isn't more help. I think it's them looking outside of themselves, and this is the point, right. and helping other people. I think it's you looking outside of yourself and saying, how can I serve, volunteer, work, contribute, be challenged, challenge myself. Mm-hmm. Simple things like going to the gym. Uh, simple things like volunteering. Yeah. Simple things like mowing your neighbor's lawn. Right. Like, I think that these are some of the best ways to get healthy instead of us saying, you know what? I think, um, you know, obviously your mental health is important and here's an asset that you can use to work mm. on that. Mm. I, think it, I think it takes a lot more than just a simple treatment like that. Though it's important, I think it's a matter of, we've been doing this for two years and people haven't, I don't think, gotten a whole lot better. I think it's actually sunk mm. us. And I think it's because of this idea, or this whole idea of, I don't know who I am anymore. My point being, if you know who you are, you're able to look out and help other people and it gives you confidence. It gives you humility, mm-hmm. actually. And the more that we tell you the opposite of that, work on yourself, be yourself. We love you no matter what. I think it just creates this idea of like, who, who am I? And then this idea of pride creeps in yep. as if to say, you're the only person that matters because you forgot about everybody else yeah. around you. That's a great point. That's a really good point. I think that's, that's the root of it, right? Pride is just, it's just selfish. It's, it's really selfish. It's when you forget selfish. about everyone else and you attribute everything to yourself you know, yeah. even like, 
but like not even your good things. Yeah. Like like you and I were raised in the Christian setting in the church where like, oh, like you're really good at this. Don't be prideful. Mm-hmm. But pri- yeah, right. pr- pride isn't what do you limited say? to what you're it's good like at. It's like that, like after you lead a worship service and someone says, great job, it's like, oh, it was all God. Like that's that's yeah. also <laughs> not right. Uh, exactly. If it was God, it would have been a lot better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, it's, Tim, like the things that the things in your life that aren't going well that you're not good at. Yeah. There's pride when you're when you are constantly living in a place where that's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. How you feel right. about this terrible thing that yep. happened? Because it's still, uh, it's still. You know, what do you say when you see someone who's prideful? They're self-absorbed. Yeah, self-consumed. Self-absorbed. Right. Yep. Think about what that means. Mm-hmm. Like self-absorbed. They're they're just wrapped up in themselves. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like all these terms we use to describe yeah. someone that's prideful. Yeah. And how exhausting is it to be around those people too? Like oh I'm not gonna gosh. name any names. <laughs> but I can think of a few that I just, you know, it takes a lot to be because you can tell like they don't care what you say. They just want to talk. And mm-hmm. I find myself mm-hmm. doing that too. That's that's where I feel like I need to be careful with myself because I have the ten- tendency not to not care, but to talk mm-hmm. a lot about what's going on with me. And mm-hmm. I feel like that sometimes, or to think that I have the answer. Like that's, <laughs> mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid, you know, like I felt like for whatever reason I was entitled to, mm-hmm. I had the right answer. I was I was the one with the, you know. <laughs> this is a real problem. I, I, I look you know? back on the past two years and then I say, well, why not just look back at the past 10 years? Or 20. Social or, media, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look look at what we've made for it's ourselves. True. We deserve the kind of problems we have, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because we have become such a self-absorbed generation where my problems are the things that mm-hmm. matter. And people are reinforcing yeah. that by saying, yes, they are. Yeah. They, they they are the only thing that matter. And, and here, we're going to give you this, 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 and this to help you with those yeah. things. Instead of pulling you out of it and saying, they matter, but hold on a second. The world's a lot bigger than your problems. Yeah. One of the biggest things that helped me when I was going through a, a tough time five years ago was someone said to me, Matt, you're not the only person that's going through something tough right now. Mm-hmm. And at first, that really sucks to hear. Yeah, it's a shot. But find find a friend that'll tell you that mm-hmm. because they're right. Yeah. And as soon as you start to look around and say, oh my gosh, this girl just lost her husband and she's a mom to two kids. Lost her husband. Like he passed yeah. away. So now you're dealing with the repercussions of, of grief and the loss of the person you love, but also the support system. Mm-hmm. That's exponentially more than I was dealing yeah. with. And all of a sudden I could look at my situation and be like, oh, man. I can't imagine how she how she feels. Mm-hmm. My advice for part one of Pride is start to imagine again what it's like to be someone else who has it worse off than yeah. you. That imagine. Just imagine. Such good advice. Such good advice, man. That is really good. I think so I, I, I wanna I guess maybe we can end with this point, but like like on the social media side of things, there's people that post their problems all the time. But they're mm-hmm. not looking for pity. They're just looking for attention. In fact, if you give them your mm-hmm. pity, they will say, I don't want your mm-hmm. pity. Mm-hmm. So what do you want? You just you just want attention. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. it. Uh, exactly. So That's exactly right. I, I, it brings me back to a point like where, um, so my wife and I had a miscarriage. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast as well. 
And mm-hmm. like you just said, the, the real thing that like brought me down to earth was this exact thing. There's other people going through worse. Mm-hmm. There's other people mm-hmm. with problems. And actually, it was actually really eye-opening because we decided to just be vocal about, hey, we just had a miscarriage. This is why we're not with it right now. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And then it was crazy to me how many people reached out and said, hey, we, we just had a miscarriage too. But they mm-hmm. just weren't vocal about it. You know, so like all mm-hmm. these people, yeah, I, 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 I went through that. I went through that. I went through that. And the thing that was really eye opening to me too is like, friends of ours actually lost their child the day it was. They were due two days earlier. Went to the hospital to be induced, and the baby was mm. dead. And I was like thinking to myself, man, I, I, we had a miscarriage. It's hard. There's no it's, absolutely. It's, it doesn't it discount, doesn't discount what, you went what we through. went through. It's it's tough. Absolutely. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But man, if we had gotten that far, had the baby shower, mm-hmm. you know, had all the clothes ready, the bedroom ready, mm-hmm. and then lo- had a loss like that, mm-hmm. like, man, I just mm-hmm. can't even, you know, so for me, it was like, man, I, I'm, I've got it good. You know what it does? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, I think it just dawned on me. Uh, like we've talked about with um, Horatio Spafford, who lost his girls Mm -hmm. in a boating accident in the Atlantic. And where did he look in the hymn that he wrote to Jesus? And what did he say? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Why did he repent? Because he looked at the only person who could understand the level of pain he was going through. And it made him realize how deprived and unworthy he is Mm -hmm. of even talking to someone, nevertheless being saved by them. The person, the person the reason I think that this works is because to look outside of yourself is to say, Jesus looked outside of himself mm-hmm. and he died a death that he didn't deserve to die. Who can we look outside of ourselves to that really understands the pain? Friends, family, peers, people who are going through much worse than us. Absolutely. But not only that, Jesus and if we look to him and say, my gosh, what I can only imagine what he felt, then we will understand how to deal with our pain. And we know that he certainly understands mm-hmm. Yeah, because he knows us and he gave it up for us. And I think that's why this works. I think that's why over and over again in the Bible, you see God raises up the humble, mm-hmm. right? But yep. he, he strikes down the pride yeah. or the, yeah, he strikes down the proud. It's, it's this constant idea of God elevating people who are saying, I'm, I'm going to elevate others. Yeah. It's a principle. It's a law. It's, it's, a, it's really your legacy. Mm. And I really have to thank, first and foremost, I think in my life, my dad, mm. for showing me how to be humble and confident. Yeah. He is confident. I mean, if, he, <laughs> if, he, if he says something, he's sure of it yeah. because it's true. It's a great, great characteristic. Yeah. But, man... When you're around him, he, you can tell he is, he wants to lift Mm. you up by listening. He wants to lift you up by really caring and remembering what you're saying, not taking it for granted. Can, can we find someone like that to show us how to do this? If you, if you feel like you really can't, well, the Bible does a pretty good job or a pretty good job of describing someone who Mm -hmm. can. That's right. And I I think that's a really good place to leave this um, conversation Mm -hmm part one yeah of which there might be more than i think we have to (laughs) we hit this head on for the first time somehow and uh it definitely 
there's so many places we could go with this, but yeah, I mean, I think if we're gonna if we're gonna say where we're ending off is how how do you deal with pride? How to how do you combat pride? It's that mm-hmm. lift other people up, mm-hmm. right? Because that's mm-hmm. the exact opposite of what pride does. Mm-hmm. So exactly, lift exactly. other people up. That's and, it. You know, that's really good. Tribute, you know what uh what's uh what's due to whoever is responsible like like mm-hmm. even like just recognizing what jesus did like you said like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. recognize that yeah. and attribute that <laughs> like i'm not worthy <laughs> that's mm-hmm. ultimately going to grow humility within you uh as opposed to you picking it off a shelf and deciding that you want to be humble like that's not how it works mm. And in fact, Amen. I think I think I said this. I think this is why we think I think we thought we talked about pride. Is that yeah. at one point I had talked, I had um, mentioned a quote from a friend of mine, who said the most dangerous prayer you can pray is "humble me." Mm. And I prayed that prayer, <laughs> and then I went bald. Uh, <laughs> but I think that in life things will happen to humble you. Yeah. It's it's. You know, you're not, you don't just start off a humble person. You have to be humbled yeah. and you have to realize how no, you life start works. off, start off a pain oh, in yeah. the butt. Yeah. Kids have to be taught everything. Right. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do yeah. that. Don't do this. Do this mm-hmm. instead. Human nature. Yep. Human nature is working this against life, you. Dude, we're children still. We're still, we're uh-huh. still learning. We're still being directed. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. there's a reason that the Bible calls us sheep. I mean, mm-hmm. like right. constantly. <laughs> it's because we're mm-hmm. always going in different directions and have to be brought back to the path, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we have to learn That's the hard right. way sometimes. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, we're going to do more parts of the same uh, pride mm-hmm. issue. And um, so join us for those. And, and if this is your first time listening to Holy Ghost News, thank you yeah. so much. Go back and listen to the previous 84, <laughs> yeah. uh, some, some catching For up sure. to do. We do an episode every two weeks, and I will be headed to Europe on tour with August Burns Red in October and November, so we're going to try to record uh, four more episodes before I yeah. leave. Um, so we're not going anywhere, and we hope you come back and join That's us. Right. Thank you to the Inner, uh, to the inner yes. Circle for supporting yes, us. Uh, we do a, a pre-roll every episode and talk to them, share with them. Um, talk about nonsense like we did today. <laughs> Spill coffee. And it's just a great community. <laughs> so if you're looking to support us in any way, um, you can sign up on our Patreon. And we have different tiers starting at $2 all the way up through with a lot of different perks. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us online, uh, all socials, and feel free to give us a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify. You got it. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys. And uh, just to add, if you guys have any questions or comments or want to add to the conversation um feel free to email us or hit us up on socials matt and tim at the holy is our email address and uh there's mm-hmm. also a community like matt mentioned the inner circle um that uh supports us and uh <laughs> matt's student is joining <laughs> uh and uh they support us and they continue the conversation as well so if you're interested patreon.com slash holy ghost notes but thank you all. Patreon.com slash Holy Ghost Notes. And like I said, $2 tier. We'd like to think that uh, each episode is worth a dollar. Um, so it's $2 a month. <laughs> for yourself. Uh, yeah, we would like to decide, certainly. <laughs> that, that's uh, it's not, not limited to what we yeah. think. Thank you all. We'll see you next yeah. time. Thanks a lot. Peace. Peace.